Hello. Welcome to Unshakable. This is Derek Walker here, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. We want to welcome you to Unshakable Daily. Uh, online services across the world uh, in different languages to strengthen you wherever you are. And uh, I want to welcome you uh, from Oxford in England. And uh, I believe uh, this is a wonderful title, Unshakable. Um, I've been meditating a lot about myself, my own spiritual life, and I realize so much comes down to the foundation. What is our foundation? And the key to be unshakable, uh, because everything in this creation is, of course, shakable. And the Bible talks about the fact that this whole creation will be removed. And, and so if we are basing our lives or part of our lives on something in this creation, uh, things or even ourself, um, that foundation will not stand. And as a result, we are on shaky ground. And the only way we can be unshakable is if we build our whole life and establish our heart and our life on the one foundation that is unshakable. And that is Jesus Christ himself. And um, and of course, I'll give you three scriptures for that, because this is so important. You know, for a long time, I had a mixed thoughts on this. I I knew that Christ is our foundation, but I also had this kind of idea that uh, the foundation was my knowledge. And if only I could get enough knowledge and if only if I could get enough principles and laws of God in me, uh, if I could get that in my mind somehow, then I would know how to operate in every situation. And actually what I was doing there was trying to have myself as a basis of my own operation, that I was standing on my own two feet independently of God, even though I'm trying to do it righteously according to God's law. But that is living under law and that I didn't. But that cuts you off from God's grace. Uh, and so often a lot of preaching can be about this law and that law and that principle. That is OK as long as you understand these things are not our foundation. Our foundation is Christ himself, the living God who lives inside us. He is our foundation. And the very essence of sin is to be independent from God, we, that we go our own way and we try and establish ourselves or our own righteousness before God in our own strength, according to our own wisdom. And that was the why Adam and Eve fell, because they wanted to have the knowledge of good and even evil within themselves, within their own soul, so they wouldn't have to depend on God. They could be their own God. Well, we could even fall in the trap of doing that in a Christian way by thinking, if I know enough, I can live out from that. And I'm having to learn that there is only one foundation, and that is Jesus Christ himself. He is the essential foundation. Without him, nothing else can work. Everything else is a bonus. Everything else is a blessing. But, the, you know, there's a difference between the blessing and blessings. The blessing of God is the spirit of God within us. And I want to talk about that today, how that actually functioned in us as temples of God. The spirit of God within us is what holds us up. He is our foundation. 
the the grace of god is our foundation and uh you know nothing nothing else will do and so we have to surrender to him and his life within us that is our foundation and that is the blessing of god and if we will surrender to the blessing of god then he will produce blessings in our life that is the manifestation of the blessings and these are manifestations in terms of good thoughts in terms of wisdom in terms of creativity in terms of physical blessings physical riches you know healings all of these things are wonderful blessings but we are not to rest our hearts on those things we must learn to rest our hearts on christ himself our foundation if we rest ourselves on manifestations even good thoughts even good laws and principles our heart has moved off god off the living god and we're trusting in a manifestation and that's how we disconnect ourselves from the power of god because we can have many false foundations in our life um for instance uh i'll say th those in our ministry you know a big challenge i believe for many is that our success as ministers how large our church is or how large our ministry is that's where we get our sense of self-worth from then actually that is our foundation whatever you rest your heart on is your foundation whatever you get your emotional comfort from is your foundation and the temptations is there are three main areas lust of the flesh lust of the eyes and pride of life lust of the flesh is is a does is that lust for experience physical sexual from substances but even emotional experiences even spiritual experiences if we lust after them as our foundation we disconnect from christ from the life of christ the lust of the eyes is that desire for possessions that if only i can have enough stuff i will feel secure so i rest my heart in that and the pride of life is particularly to do with a lust for control of controlling my own life and also having of that success that i talked about and what we've got to learn is to recognize whenever we have these things as our foundation that holds us up uh, and gives us a basis for operation we're actually in the flesh and we're not experiencing the life of god and so the whole key i believe is to know that christ is our foundation not our own thoughts it says do not lean on your own understanding but trust in the lord the living god with all your heart uh, of course matthew 16 18 jesus said uh, i will build on this rock i will build my church and when he said that he was pointing to himself i am the rock on this rock i will build my church so jesus is saying my church will be built on me how did you get saved by trusting in Christ himself personally as your life, as your Lord, as your savior. And then you received his eternal life. Um, Christian rules, Christian principles, they are not the foundation. Christian foundational doctrines are not the foundation. Um, Isaiah 28, 16, I love this verse. This is the prophecy of Christ. Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation. This is Christ. He is our foundation. A tried stone, a precious stone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes, whoever rests his heart in Christ, the person of Christ, will not 
act hastily. Now, in one of the translations, um, this actually means shall be unshakable. Only one of them that I could find, but one of them actually says, he who trusts in this foundation will be unshakable because Christ is the unshakable salvation. Praise God. And, um, and then, of course, 1 Corinthians 3.11 says, no other foundation can be laid except Christ. He is our foundation. So, again, it's not Christian thoughts. It's not Christian principles. It's not Christian laws. It's Christ himself. You have to put your trust moment by moment in the living Christ to hold you up. The he is the ground of your being. You don't try and find it in your thoughts. Don't try and find it in your emotions. Don't try and, as it were, sort yourself out emotionally because you can't. Only Christ can purify your heart. Only Christ can give you that strength and that life. Only Christ can sort out the mess that made the chaos in your soul. Only Christ can do that. And so we've got to learn to stop living out of our own life, our own self-life, and trust in Christ. And that's what um, Jesus said in Matthew 10, 39. He said, he who finds his soul life will lose it. He says, you see, from Adam, we inherited what Watchman Nee calls the independent soul life. Um, it's this tendency of us to live out from our own soul, that we ourselves are the basis for our own life and operation. And he says we've got to lose that independent soul life. And instead, then we will find our real life that comes out of the spirit. He says that he who loses his life, his soul life, for my sake, his self-life, he will find it. He'll find the real life because there is this life. Jesus described it like a spring welling up to eternal life. There's this spring. If you were born again, there's this spring of eternal life flowing out of our spirit like a, like a river. Praise God. Uh, and why don't we experience it as much as we ought to? It's because we're living out of our self-life. And Jesus says, when you're in the self-life, when you're operating from your own knowledge of good and evil, then you are disconnected from the, the grace life that is flowing out from your spirit. And so I believe that's that's so important. In Matthew 7, 24 to 27, Jesus talked about building our house on the rock. And the rock there is Jesus himself. And you build your house on the rock by hearing and doing his word. But the rock is Christ himself. And therefore, the, um, the, the, it, the, how we do that is our submission to Christ, the rock. In our heart, we submit to him. And then as we receive his word, we do his word. Um, but we, uh, we, it is all based on this personal love relationship with Jesus. He is our foundation. He is our life. And it, that's why it's such a great confession to say, Lord, you are my strength. You are my life. You are my shield. You are my foundation. You, when we say you are my rock, I believe that is really saying you are my rock foundation. I trust in you alone. Not just for my eternal life, but for my moment by moment, very life and existence. And that, to trust in the rock requires surrender to his life. And I wanted to share with you the dynamics of this, 
how this actually works by talking about the temple. You see, we are temples of the living God. And, and you need to understand temples on three levels. Number one, of course, is the temples, the earthly temples. They, they are pictures to us. And, and I trust you, you basically understand they're in three parts. Um, the outer court, the, the, the holy place and the holy of holies. Um, that is a picture of, a of the heavenly temple. There's a corresponding heavenly temple, but even that isn't the greatest temple. The greatest temple is the eternal temple of God, which is man. In fact, each one of us is a temple of the living God. We were designed to be dwelling places of God for all eternity. And so we are made on that same three point plan. The Holy of Holies is our spirit. The holy place is our soul. And of course, the outer court is our body and the light the natural light was in the outer court the light of the menorah was in the in the holy place corresponding to our soul and that is the our mind our mind is the menorah really and um and then the only light in the holy of holies was the glory of god and so what what um happened of course when we were uh, now, we, were, we are designed to operate out from the holy of holies, from the spirit. The problem is, because of sin, the spirit shut down. We died spiritually. The glory of God left the temple. But praise God, J Jesus, with his blood, of course, it says that he uh, ascended on high with his blood and to the heavenly temple, it sprinkled it in the heavenly of holy, holy of holies, and then he sat down. Now, he sat down on the throne, but the throne in the temple is, is the Ark of the Covenant. Okay, so that's in the, that's the holy of holies. Now, the awesome thing is Jesus did the very same thing in our earthly temple. You see, when we received Christ, he, as it were, ascended in to the throne of our spirit, the throne, the Ark of the Covenant, the throne in our spirit now is where God's presence is, where his glory is, where his glory wants to radiate out from. So we have come alive spiritually, that we are now a functioning temple of God. The problem is that our soul has got had got used to living independently of the spirit in its own power. I call it living on battery power rather than being plugged into the mains of God's power, which is how we're designed to live. That's why th things don't work well when we when we try and do that. We've got to live now. We've now got to let go of our independent soul life and now trust in the grace and the power of God that flows from God's throne, from our spirit. Praise God. And it's much more awesome than whatever our soul can crank out. Praise God. And um, just to remind you, what is in the uh, there are three things in the Ark of the Covenant and there are three things in the holy place. All right. The three things in the Ark of the Covenant are the manna, the manna in a pot. There was the Aaron's rod that budded and there was the Ten Commandments. All right. Corresponding to those three things is the three things in the soul, in the holy place, which is the menorah, the the altar of incense and the table of showbread. 
I want to very quickly explain what these what these things are. First of all, in, in the soul, you have the menorah. That's the illumination. And that really is is the the the, the spirit, the light, the sevenfold lights. Uh, when it's lit up that Jesus described it in. Sorry, it's described in Isaiah 11 as the spirit you know, of the Lord is upon him, the spirit of knowledge and wisdom and strength and might and counsel and and of the fear of the Lord. I think I missed one out. But these are the lights of the menorah that is we are meant to be lit up in that way. And, and, and so but the power source is is in the spirit. Now, that's the mind. The emotions are represented by the 12 loaves of bread called the table of showbread. That is actually literally means the bread of the presence. These are our emotions that are meant to be continually in the presence of God. And then they're soft like the bread and the presence of God kept that bread fresh all week, supernaturally fresh. That was one of the miracles of the temple. And then they were replaced every week. And so in the same way as our emotions are in the presence of God, the God's spirit keeps them fresh. Praise God. The altar of incense is our heart or our will. And that is the thing that is closest to the veil, which enters enters into the Holy of Holies. Now, the altar of incense is connected to the other altar, which is the altar of burnt offering in the outer court. And that primarily speaks of Jesus. He is our burnt offering, which means he offered up himself as a sweet smelling offering to God. And that is, this is the power generator of the temple, the offering of Christ. Praise God, the offering of Christ um, for us. He released his righteousness for us, his life for us. That's the power generator. And, and then the Bible talks about that we are to, to offer ourselves, our bodies, as a living sacrifice to God. So identifying with Christ, we also uh, offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, saying, God, I surrender to you. I want to do your will. And when we do that, then the other altar of incense is releases praise, because what they used to do is take the coals from the burnt from the altar of sacrifice, which had blood on them, and they put them on the altar of incense. And then they put the incense on those burning coals and the incense went into the Holy of Holies pleasing God. And the incense is the praise and the worship and the prayers of the saints. And so when you dedicate yourself to God as a temple of God to do his will, then incense flows forth from in response to the blood of Christ, the, the love of Christ, the incense of your worship goes into the Holy of Holies. And the Bible says that when you when this happens, the veil begins to remove itself. And the glory of God that's in the Holy of Holies begins to flow out. And the more your worship and your submission there before the Holy of Holies, the glory of God starts flowing out and activates your soul and fills your soul. You dedicate yourself to do God's will and then God's power comes on you to empower you to do his will. God works in you to will and to do his good pleasure. And let me tell you what's in your spirit. You won't find the answer in your soul, in yourself. Uh, it's in your spirit. So number one, 
let's talk about Aaron's rod that budded. That represents your ministry. That represents your anointing. It represented the fact this almond tree that supernaturally budded uh, in the presence of God. That is the resurrection life, the ministry power that represented Aaron's ministry. And that means you have a ministry, but where is it? It's in your spirit. The Bible says in, in Colossians 3 that you, you, your life is hid with Christ in God. Your life is hidden in your spirit. You are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand for you to walk in. So everything God wants you to do is in your spirit. Your ministry is in your spirit. And it only comes forth as you dedicate yourself to God. Then that activates and flows forth from the throne now that anointing and lights up, lights you up, lights up your menorah. And now you have the wisdom, you know what to do. You have the strength, the anointing to do God's will. That's the first thing that gets released. The second thing is, is the, the manner. The manner is God's presence himself to satisfy your soul, to satisfy your emotions, to satisfy yourself, to satisfy you with the peace of God, the joy of God. That satisfaction of the manner corresponds to the bread, the loaves of bread in the soul. And so the life of God, he will then feed you, feed your soul with that life, with that satisfaction. So as you look to Christ for your satisfaction, praise God, as your foundational satisfaction, then he will feed you with that. And once you learn to do that, you see, then all, God can trust you with all the other joys of life. You know, the things of life. He said, if you seek first the kingdom, all these things will be added to you. Then he can give you riches. He can give you blessings of life, but they won't spoil you because your primary satisfaction, your existential satisfaction, your foundational satisfaction is Christ himself. And then you can also then enjoy these other things without lusting after them, without them becoming more important to God, to you. In other words, without them becoming idols, which will then shut down the power of God in your life. And so that's the manner. And then the third thing is the, the, ten, the law that was in there. And that corresponds to the altar because the altar is our heart. Our heart is the thing in our soul that directly connects with the spirit of God. That's why the altar of incense was right next to the Holy of Holies. And what it what the Bible says is that as you surrender yourself to God, what he does is he writes his law in your heart. He imprints his you are living epistles, he says, written with the spirit of God in your heart. Praise God. And as a result, he writes your law in your heart so that you delight to do his will. You don't need someone standing over you to say you're a Christian. You ought to do this because it's in your heart. You want to live it out because you've embraced Christ as your foundation. We we don't want to have laws in our mind that we then live out in our own strength. We want to let Christ write his law in our heart. And he does that through his word. But it's all it's the way in which you receive his word. Um, we have to abandon all hope of trying to live the Christian life in our own flesh. And so what happens is as you give yourself to God, as you give, let that incense of worship flow up to God, then the power of God will flow and activate your soul. 
activate your mind, will, and emotions to do the will of God, and then you will experience the power of God to flow. That is living on the foundation of Christ himself. We must abandon all efforts, all self-effort. Anything that comes from ourselves is called dead works, and it has no value to God. In our flesh, we cannot please God. So we have to abandon, we have to be broken of that need to be independent from God and to embrace our moment-by-moment moment existence and life from God. Which means that every time God gives you some blessing, like it's like an Isaac, like a wonderful revelation. We don't lust after it, we release it back to God so he can give us more revelation. So the ultimate thing is not the revelation, it's God himself. That way we can ever increase in the blessing of God. Hallelujah. This is my main thing in life, is to learn that Christ is my foundation. I have been crucified with Christ. That's my ego, my self-life, crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Yes, it's the life of Christ in me. And the life of Christ in me is ever flowing, is ever flowing. I don't have to try and persuade God. It's, it's always there. I don't always experience it because I have, I have, I'm, I'm often move over into the trusting in myself. So I, I, it's difficult in the sense that my flesh doesn't wants to keep the control. I need to release control and trust the Holy Spirit to hold me up. And then I can experience real life. Let me uh, remind you of Romans 12, verse 1. He says, offer yourself to God a living sacrifice. Then he says that be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, what happens is when you offer yourself to Christ as a living sacrifice, the life of God the revelation of God comes out of your spirit and your mind starts to be renewed. That's your menorah starts to light up and then you know what the will of God is and then you do it and you demonstrate the good and perfect and acceptable will of God. And my favorite verse to finish with today is 2 Corinthians chapter 3, which shows this transformation process. That's what transformation means, that as we arrest our hearts in Christ as our satisfaction, as our source of life, as our foundation, then transformation happens. It says that in, two, in um, verse 15, that uh, 2 Corinthians 3.15, but even to this day when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. That's the separation between the soul and the spirit. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And that's literally is a continuous tense. So as you are turning to the Lord, the veil is being removed. And so as you turn to the Lord and surrender yourself to God, what is happening is the veil is removed. So the power of the spirit can now flow into your soul. Now, the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so as the spirit of the Lord comes into your soul, he, he gives you liberty from the sin nature and your soul comes alive. Praise God with your mind, will and emotions come alive because now the spirit of God is possessing your soul 
And that's how you are designed to live. You're meant to live on the mains power, not on your own battery power. Now, the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. And when you look into this through the veil, you see the glory of the Lord shining out of your spirit. Praise God, the glory of Christ. And we are being transformed into that same image. So the life of the spirit is flowing into the soul. And we are being transformed from glory to glory as by the spirit of God. It's the spirit of God flowing out that now transforms our soul from glory to glory. Hallelujah. It's the more we look to Christ, the more he's our foundation. It reminds me of Jesus walking on the water. What a picture of this, the Christian life, because as Peter looked to Jesus, there was a power coming up under his feet, holding him up against gravity. That's the foundation power of Christ. But when he looked away from Christ, that power, he looked away to natural things. Then he, that power got short circuited. As you look to Christ as your foundation, he will hold you up. And as we learn to do that, and this is how we will exist for all eternity. And Christ is our foundation and that will make us unshakable i believe at this time this is a time for us to turn from our idols yes even christians even spiritual christians have idols they rest their hearts in things other than the christ himself they rest their hearts in their knowledge of the bible they rest their hearts in their ministry success we have if we really want god to use us we have to repent of our idols and put our trust in christ alone as our true foundation he will hold us up for all eternity praise god do you remember when the disciples had great success in luke 10 and they said look how the demons are subject to us in your name jesus and jesus said be careful i saw lucifer he had the glory of god shining through him and yet he felt like lightning because he got into pride, because his success was more important to him than his, the fact that he belonged to God. Uh, and, and he says, don't rejoice. Don't rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. Don't rejoice. Don't rest in and don't rejoice in your ministry success, but rejoice rather that your names are written in heaven. Rejoice in the grace of God. Let Christ be your foundation. Rejoice in the relationship you have with him, that you belong to him and everything else in your life. Treat them as bonuses. Thank God for them. But they are not your existential foundation. Christ and Christ alone is our foundation. So. We are unshakable in Christ because he is our salvation. God bless you. And I know uh, that uh, it's a it's a unusual time right now, but this is a special opportunity to make sure that Christ is absolutely your foundation and you will come out of this Corona time. In the power of God. Hallelujah. God bless you. It's been great with you. Great to be with you. And uh Wherever you are, Lord, I just pray your mighty power, your mighty blessing upon everyone listening. And I thank you that you are their foundation. Lord, open our eyes that we would see, Lord, that Jesus Christ is all sufficient to hold us up, that we don't have to be insecure and, and think about ourselves all the time because our foundation is sure and our heart can be at rest. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen.